Welcome to House to Home Podcast. It's here that we'll learn how to cultivate an eternal haven in our temporary world. So grab a cup of coffee, do the dishes, or even take a drive in your car. Whatever it is you do while listening, I hope you feel right at home. Welcome everybody to House to Home Podcast. It is our first adult episode of 2022. We've been throwing kids episodes out for you. We had such good feedback on those that we haven't even gotten to an adult podcast yet. So thank you guys for supporting us and encouraging us in that and telling us what you liked and didn't like. We hope to get you more than one episode a month. That is our goal. Our goal is to get you at least one episode a month and then also share maybe some fun things on Instagram for the kids like crafts and videos and stuff like that so you can look out for that as well but yeah we just had good feedback and we wanted to give you two this month and hopefully next month and just in the months of like the months to come we can continue to give you more of those because we know they're short and your kids have enjoyed them and so we're here for the first adult episode and we're going to intro into the fruit of the spirit we told you last year gearing up for 2022 that we would be doing a series on fruit of the spirit in the home and here we are finally starting that so we're going to be doing a really fun thing where we not only talk about the fruit of the spirit but we're also going to be going through the rooms of the home each month for nine months from now till nine months from now september ish depending on how much we get these out there on time We are going to be focusing on one fruit of the spirit each month and one room of the house. For example, next month, with it being February, we're going to be talking about the fruit of the spirit love, and we're going to be talking about the bedroom. And then we'll keep going. We'll pick a fruit of the spirit, we'll pick a room of the house, and we'll talk about those for that month. And not only are we going to be doing that on House to Home for adults, but for your kids, we're also going to be talking about a fruit of the spirit with them. So something fun that I did in the last few years, which has, we actually started going through the nine fruit of the spirit in our home life and we homeschool. And so we picked a fruit of the spirit for each month. We, um, sorry guys, I'm getting distracted. I hope there's not a lot of background noise for this episode because I'm sitting in my car outside of the Dollar General parking lot. And a guy just walked by and got in his car and slammed his door, which you probably heard. And looked at me very funny because I'm in my car with a mic and a laptop. (laughs) So anyway, we homeschool and we picked a fruit of the spirit for each month. So we did nine months of homeschool and then we actually ended up continuing to kind of go through the summer. But anyway, our main homeschool was nine months and that worked out perfect because there's nine fruit of the spirit. And so we would just pick a fruit of the spirit and we focused on that for that whole month. And so everything we did kind of came back to that fruit of the spirit. So this is something that you could even do in your home. We're going to give you resources on fruit of the spirit, things for your kids, things for you that will help you in your home to kind of be focused on the fruit of the spirit if you want to and if you're listening to our podcast. So with next month being love and with us putting out podcasts about love, you could focus on love. And it's a perfect time to do that since it's February and you'll be celebrating Valentine's most likely. Everything you do can be revolved around love. And it can always come back to, is that loving? Is it loving when you do that to your brother? Is it loving when you do that to your sister? Uh, What is love? God is love. You know, all sorts of things. Read books on love. Do crafts. And we loved doing that so much. And then I did a study with the Daily Grace Company. I recommend their Fruit of the Spirit study. It's a very beautiful book and it's insightful. And I 
feel like I have been studying the fruit of the Spirit for a long time now, and it was just something that I wanted to bring to the podcast. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. I want to kind of give you guys an overview of Galatians, because that is where the fruit of the Spirit are mentioned and listed. And instead of just jumping right into those verses that talk about the fruit of the Spirit, I think it's best to know what the book of Galatians is even about. So Paul is basically rebuking the people in the church of Galatia for falling into a false gospel, a works-based or a law-based mentality was kind of seeping into the church. And um, he even says, who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians? He talks about how we are not required to obey the law in order to gain our salvation, that you don't have to be circumcised in order to be a child of God. Other people were not believing this. Other people were coming in with false doctrine and with false teaching. He's telling them that, no, you've died to the law and you are free to live to God by his grace. And by this grace, we become free. We are no longer slaves, but we are sons, he says. We are daughters. And I think that language there is really beautiful if you take time to meditate on that. The fact that you are no longer treated as a slave. And think about how slaves are treated. Obviously, there have been slaves throughout time that have been treated well, who have been welcomed into the house, and maybe even treated as sons and daughters. For the most part, that's not the case, right? Slaves are servants. They do what they're told. Many privileges are withheld from them. But here, Paul uses this language and says, you are not like that. You are not slaves, but God is calling you son. He is calling you daughter. So he's doing an identity change here. You are getting the privileges of what a son or a daughter get. And I think that's even interesting to think about in our home life. How do you treat your children? Do you treat your children as slaves, as little servants to obey you and that you command and boss around? Or do you treat them as sons and as daughters of the Most High? Not just sons and daughters of you, parent, but daughters and sons of the Most High. Are you treating them like that, as image bearers of God? So my question is, is your home a home of freedom? The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. That's 2 Corinthians 3.17. So we use this freedom for fruitfulness, not selfishness. Are we cultivating good fruit or are we cultivating rotten or fake fruit? You can kind of fake works, right? But you cannot fake fruit. And I think it's interesting that we're talking about this in this podcast here because last year when we started House to Home, it was January and it was the very first episode that we released and I was talking about this. I was talking about being homes that would shine the light of Jesus, being homes that would bear good fruit. And I even talked about a story and you can go back and listen to that. That's our very first introductory podcast. But I was talking about this exact thing and then here we are a year later going into depth on it. So God says that we know them by their fruit. We know the good and the bad trees. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Matthew 7 15 tells us this. It also tells us that those bad trees are going to be thrown into the fire. So we're even talking about eternal salvation here. Is your home bearing good fruit? Not fake fruit, not rotten fruit. Again, you can fake it for a while, but people eventually find out. Fake fruit is going to be spotted eventually. The closer you get to someone the more you realize that that fruit might indeed not actually be real. So I want to go ahead and read Galatians 5, 16. Um, Let's see here. This is where it starts to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. So this is talking about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. 
And so I want you to be thinking, is your home bearing good fruit or is it bearing these works of the flesh? But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are under, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Notice that. This isn't just the list. All things like these. And then he goes on to say, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. And so as you can see, when the Holy Spirit comes and makes his home in us, we start to bear these fruits. We no longer walk in the flesh, but we walk in the Spirit. And as he makes his home in us, he is preparing us for an eternal home where we will dwell with the Lord in the new heavens and the new earth, an eternal haven in a temporary world. So how do we do this? Well, we already kind of said it. We accept him as Lord, right? So he comes in and he makes his home in us. And then our home starts to smell, look, and feel like him. So when we accept him as Lord of our life, then he will be Lord of our home. So the kicker here, guys, is worship. A humble home doesn't worship the self, but it worships God. The kicker is love. I think love is at the center of all of this. What you love the most is what you're going to worship. What you adore the most is what you're going to worship. We know this. Think about when you fell in love with your spouse or um, maybe your first love or when you have a love for food. You know, other things can be blinded. You know, if you love chocolate, then health can kind of be blinded in that moment. Um, when you find yourself in a romantic relationship and in love, it just seems like nothing else matters in the world, right? So we must first love God because when we love and adore, we would just do anything for that thing or that person. This is why loving God first and most is so important because it's going to prevent us from that idolatry and self-worship. So when I'm talking about love here, I'm not talking about a feeling. These fruit of the spirit that are listed are not feelings. It's not a feeling of patience. It's not a feeling of self-control. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling of peace. This love for God and all of these other fruits isn't a feeling, but it's going to produce feelings. But at times we might have to struggle against those feelings. We don't have to war against those, right? Paul even says the things I want to do are the things I don't do. The things I don't want to do are the things I do. But the basis of our faith is not how we feel. It's who we worship. So who you love and who you adore and who you worship, that is the basis of your faith. So are you worshiping God above all else is the question. Because we are not slaves to our emotions, but we're free in Christ. And humility frees us from obsessing over ourselves and from obsessing over our homes, 
over our Christianity, over our status or our rank or whatever it is that you worry about or even idolize or worship at times, humility frees us from that. And the only way to gain humility is by worshiping the right thing. And that's God. And he tells us that the way up is down, right? (laughs) That we need to take up our cross and deny ourselves. So I think humility here is the basis for these fruits of the spirit to grow. Homes that adore God above all are homes that are going to adorn the gospel. These are homes that are going to smell like Christ and homes that therefore are going to be humble. They're not going to be worried about the latest trends. These homes aren't going to be worried about sticky floors or cleaning schedules that we can't keep just right or homemade food or leftovers or should we do dairy or should we not? Um, No, a humble home sees through those types of things and they see Christ himself and they start seeing those things as a gift from him and they start seeing these things as ways that they can worship him. They start seeing feeding their family as a form of worship to God. And it makes them worship him even more. And so, yes, even those dirty dishes in your sink can lead you to worship God. But only if you adore him more than you adore yourself. Disciples of Christ deny themselves and exercise authority over their own spirit. That's not me. That's Elizabeth Elliot in her book, Let Me Be a Woman. She says, I'll say it again. Disciples of Christ deny themselves and exercise authority over their own spirit. So guys, we depend and we wait on the Spirit as we abide in Him, and I don't want you to get discouraged. Um, I never want you to listen to House to Home podcast and feel condemnation. I'm not the Holy Spirit, and I am not here to convict you, and maybe you will feel the conviction from the Holy Spirit as you're listening to the words or as you're hearing Scripture read or as you're um, hearing conversation back and forth between me and my husband or me and my kids, maybe you will feel conviction, but that's the Holy Spirit's job. And that's not our job. What I want to do is I want to give you truth and I want that to be an encouragement to you and let the Holy Spirit do his own work in your life. So I hope that you're not feeling guilt or shame. Sometimes we will naturally feel shame over the sins that we ourselves have committed in our home or maybe the sins that have been committed against us or maybe we'll feel guilty. But um, humility doesn't stay there. Humility rises above that. A humble home isn't a home that's full of shame or a home that's full of pride. We can even fall into pride, you know, um, being prideful about our homes and or how well we're doing at raising our kids or how healthy we eat. You know, we can find pride in those things as well. But I want you to depend and wait on the Spirit because this is a process and we're not going to wake up and get discouraged because tomorrow we don't see fruit. The fruit doesn't get ripe overnight. There are no shortcuts to quality fruit and veggies. We know this. Everyone knows that's why homegrown is better. Um, The mass-produced veggies and fruits that you can buy from the store, maybe that's fruit. Maybe it's not completely fake, right? But it is not the same as having your own garden, growing your own fruits and veggies, or going to the farmer's market. You know that a strawberry tastes different at a farmer market than it does when you pick it up at Aldi. It just does. You know, you can even buy the fake stuff. You can go to Hobby Lobby and you can get something that looks good, but you're going to be malnourished. And that's no offense to Hobby Lobby, guys. We love Hobby Lobby. But the problem is most people don't want to deny themselves. Most of us don't want to go through the process of being broken because that's a hard process. If we know how a fruit is grown, we know that it takes a seed first, right? That seed is taken and that seed is put into the earth, into the cold, dark, unknown soil, and it's left there to then become broken. It becomes so desperate for water and for sunlight 
that it becomes broken, and out of that broken seed sprouts what? The beginnings of a fruit, but it's not there yet. It might just be a little twig in the ground, or it might just be a little bit of leaves sprouting up, but it becomes so desperate at that time for water and sunlight that it continues to grow and grow and grow. And in healthy soil, it will grow to be a beautiful, shiny fruit or plant of some sort in the right time. And just like that, desperate people become humbled people. And these people tend to learn more quickly than most. Um, Just like the woman at the well, I'm reminded of that story that Christ came to her and he told her all she had done right. And she didn't have too hot of a past, guys. (laughs) Um, She'd had several husbands. She didn't have the glamorous life that so many of us want or desire. But he told her that he had living water and that she would thirst no more. And this is the water that our home needs in order to grow the sweet, shiny, and delicious fruit. So I think the fertile ground that these fruit of the Spirit grow in is humility. And so we should be desperate, I mean desperate, for humble homes, for homes that worship God. 